0: now how are you now i'm gonna level with you guys okay this was the first night that i was able to go out to one of my friends houses and watch the game so i had maybe a couple of waters a couple of adult waters so uh hello and welcome to episode nine of the bottom six minutes podcast presented by hab's eyes and the prize i am matt drake uh, Matt Drunk, whatever you want to call me. And I am here to talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens' huge win, albeit not huge in terms of score, but huge in terms of importance against the Winnipeg Jets in Game 2 of their series in the North Division Final. Let's be honest, that was a little bit anticlimactic, wasn't it? Didn't you expect uh, like a little bit more fireworks, uh, a few more goals at the very least? We should probably be glad that it wasn't uh, what most people expected because it could have, after the events in Game 1, gotten a little bit violent. Thankfully, it did not. Um, But I think the most surprising thing was that there was very, very little offense. Uh, Good goaltending on both sides was not surprising, but the fact that it was so tightly checked defensively was definitely something that stood out as absolutely unexpected you could tell me that carrie price would play well and you know i'd believe you you could tell me that Connor hellebuck would play well and i'd again believe you but if you told me that these two teams were going to go toe-to-toe in game two after what we saw in game one and only one goal would be scored that i would have a very hard time believing i'd have an even harder time believing if you told me that after how dangerous the Winnipeg Jets' power play looked in Game 1, that the lone goal of the game would be scored by the Montreal Canadiens while killing off a penalty. I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't. The way the game started, you wouldn't think that the Canadiens had much of a chance, because for the first, I want to say, five minutes, maybe a little bit longer, the Jets appeared to have the edge. Not necessarily by a significant margin, but... They were getting more shots on goal. They were uh, more aggressive. Uh, they they looked like the better team. It was a far cry from what they had shown in Game 1. They were making Carey Price work, and it took the Habs almost half the period to really start implementing their own game plan and start putting some pressure on the other end. I mean, kudos to the Jets. I mean, you lost your captain for the next four games, and they managed to come out and honestly look better without one of their best players. So, you know, credit to Paul Maurice. I mean, obviously he game planned for the Habs and trying to shut down their offense and uh he managed to do it at least for the first little bit. They did creep back in there, but um it certainly didn't look anything close to the way the first period looked in game 1. So, you know, a vast difference. Definitely advantage Jets, at least for the first little bit. But the Habs seemed to wake up around the midway point of the period, roughly. Uh, started doing a little bit better. And really, it was a story of, you know, good goaltending and good defense on both ends. It was tightly checked. Goaltenders were well positioned. Didn't look like much was going to be given up very easily on either end. And of course, that's what brings us to the second period. 22 seconds in. Paul Byron takes a high sticking penalty. Nothing to say about that one. Refs made the right call. Absolutely. The last thing that you want to do is give the Jets power play opportunities with how dangerous their power play looked in game 1. Carey Price really bailed the Habs out a little bit in game 1. Like they th- that could have been a closer game, but they've always been at their best when they get a little bit more aggressive on the penalty kill. And in the second period, they did exactly that. Shea Weber looked like he was trying to clear the puck all the way down the ice, but he fanned on it and kind of knocked it straight up to Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli starts going down the ice. He's basically got a two-on-one with Arturi Lekkonen, but rather than sitting there and trying to force a pass that he can't get, he does a little toe drag, takes a shot, and it ends up being the game winner it ends up being the game-winner. As unlikely as you would possibly think it could be for a game-winner in this particular series between these two teams to be in the second period on the penalty kill by the team that is the most vulnerable when they're on the penalty kill, they got it done. This was probably the most boring overall game that the Montreal Canadiens have had in these playoffs. But... They got it done. And how did they do it? You know, a quick goal on the penalty kill. Other than that, they shut everything down defensively. Carey Price had another stellar game, but he didn't have to make fantastic saves. He didn't have to make saves diving across his crease, uh, stopping it with his paddle. He didn't have to make absurd toe saves that come out of nowhere. He didn't have to slide across his crease and come up with a blocker save or a paddle save for the ages. He was just well positioned. It was the quintessential Carey Price performance. And how many times have we seen that same performance over the course of the last three, four years, where he deserves a shutout, where he's done everything possible to make sure that the other team cannot score, and somehow, you know, despite the score being. whatever, they get a late goal and ruin his shutout. He might be able to have the NHL shutout record if the team was able to close out games the way they did in Game 2. There's definitely some concern. I mean, the, the, the lack of ability to generate offense is easily the biggest concern there. Uh, where they dominated in game one, the Jets actually kind of took over. They had more shot attempts. Um, I believe they had more unblocked shot attempts. Uh, They had more shots. They had roughly about the same scoring chances. I think the Habs did better in terms of high danger scoring chances, but you can't give the Jets any opportunities. If they can play that well defensively, And score on the penalty kill every single game of course that's great but let's face it that's not something that you can replicate with any sort of regularity so at the end of the day they have to come up with a way to generate more offense they did it in game one so we have at least some reason to believe that it's something they're capable of doing but something in between what they did in game one and what they did in game two is what they need to do on a game-to-game basis in this series, right? The series is coming back to Montreal. There's going to be fans in the building. You have to figure out how we can possibly combine those two games into the perfect performance. So far, you have Game 1, where they absolutely dominated the game at 5-on-5, five five. and you have Game 2, where eh, a little bit more even at 5-on-5, five five. and the Habs somehow managed to pull off their Game winning goal Uh, short-handed series comes back to Montreal now and the Habs have taken the first two so you can believe that the Jets are going to come out flying they're going to come out hard they're going to come out looking for blood and the Habs are going to have to figure out how to either continue that defensive style that allows Carey Price to just play his positional game to his best or they're going to have to figure out how to get back to scoring a bunch of goals I mean I expect that the next game is going to be considerably more high scoring uh, on both ends. And honestly, I look forward to it. I think we're in for a treat uh, to to bring us back from what was kind of honestly a a boring game. And, uh, you know, even if this is what the rest of the series is going to look like, it, it benefits the Habs. Because if you have a tightly checked defensive game like that, personally, I would take... Carry Price over Connor Hellebuck in a big game in a playoff game that, that I would bet on Carry Price before I would bet on Connor Hellebuck so as lo- if they can somehow manage to keep it like that instead of keeping it high scoring I still think that favors the Habs I do that does it for this episode we are on Spotify, Apple Google Play, Megaphone I am on Twitter at DrakeMT drop me a line uh, again, don't judge me too much on this episode. I had a few, a, a couple of waters before I recorded this one. So, uh, And also, to be fair, not the most exciting game. Certainly not the most exciting game of these playoffs. Definitely uh, a close second to the only two games that we've had in this series. But uh, we're going to find out exactly what it is that the Habs can do. And uh, there will be another game. There will be another episode. So I get to say it one more time. I love my